was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am splendiferous. 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 I like that. I, I like too. that. It rolls off the tongue. It, it really does. I, I'd like to hear it roll more. Can you do it in a Spanish accent? Splendiferous. No, that's French. Splendiferous. <laughs> that would be French. That's still French. That's French, yes. All right. We'll just go with uh, with your American Midwest accent. I can do that Splendiferous. All the time. Splendiferous. I'm, I'm glad you're doing so well. That's yes. awesome. But- Probably in your life, Jeff, you have experienced a day where you maybe felt a little sad or a little down and out. We all have, well, right? One or two. You've, you've been there. I've been there. Even if it's only been once or twice, we've right. all felt a day that wasn't our best day. But sure, the good news sure. is, Jeff, is that it's easier than you might think to turn your frown upside down. I have to do a stand on your hands or your head. Or your head. That will work as well. Um, in addition to that technique, oh, there, are other ways. there are other ways. Wow. I've got several easy and effective tips that are guaranteed to cheer yourself up. You can follow any of these suggestions, and in just a few minutes, you should be feeling like your old self again, if you're having a bad day. I hope none of them involve tickling yourself, because you really can't tickle yourself. None of them involve okay, tickling good, yourself. Okay. I think they have ruled that one out. Scientifically, the Mayo Clinic has probably ruled that one out. that you cannot tickle yeah. yourself. But there are some great things that you can do, and I think All that right. most of these things, Jeff, are accessible to you and uh, well, good. all of us. So if you're having a bad day, a few things that you can do to turn well, yourself lay around. lay it on me. Number one, pet a dog. Yeah, now, as long as I don't lick my face, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you don't like the face licking. No, huh? my wife doesn't mind it, but I don't like it. <laughs> well, I know you have dogs, yeah. but they say that just 10 minutes of petting a dog can increase your levels of oxytocin, which is a hormone that has effects similar to antidepressants, according to the research that they did at Uppsala University in Sweden. And it turns out that the stronger the bond you have with the dog, the greater the effect. Yeah, it's a good thing it's not petting a cat because sometimes it won't tolerate 10 minutes worth of petting. They almost, well, almost never will tolerate. Well, yeah. Right? That's right. So it has to be a dog. But petting a dog for 10 minutes is all it takes to uh, oh, turn your day around. So keep that in mind. Number two, have some chocolate. Oh, that one's right down I my thought, alley. I thought oh. you might respond yeah, to that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A study published in Nutrition Reviews found that chocolate has the definite mood-improving qualities that you're looking for. So if you're feeling down, indulge in a little bit of the sweet stuff. But don't overdo it because you want to feel better, not guilty. No, I suspect it is the regular, the milk chocolate, not the dark chocolate. Because dark chocolate does not make you feel better. Well, (laughs) it's not satisfying. I know dark chocolate doesn't make you feel better. There are some that would disagree. I I personally like milk chocolate. They didn't differentiate here. So I think just a little bit of chocolate Mm -hmm. brightens anybody's day. Just the cocoa bean that does it for you. Yeah. Number three, this is a good one as well. Hug someone. Well, I like that one too. I know. I know you're a hugger and that is great. Getting a hug releases oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine which is a triple whammy of feel-good neurotransmitters that will lift your mood for sure. And it just feels good. It does, right? Low levels of serotonin have been linked to depression, while dopamine is the neurotransmitter that gives us feelings of pleasure and helps us enjoy life. Oxytocin is known as the love hormone and can lower levels of stress, uh, especially the stress stress Hormone. hormone cortisol, excuse me, uh, in addition to promoting social bonding. So lots of benefits from hugs. So far, I'm batting, batting a 1,000 on yeah. these. See, these are all good ones, These right? are all good ones. Very good. So, and I know you rarely have a bad day. But if you did have a bad day, so far, you could put those three oh, right yeah. to work. Oh, yeah. There's more. 
And you, you can hug a dog, and that way you can leave two birds with one stone. You can kill two birds with one stone. I like that. Number four, look through a photo album. Yeah, that that's funny how that feel, it makes you feel that well, warm so fuzzy. Well, so this is interesting. A study conducted by Open University Doctor of Psychology, Peter Nash, and he did the study for Orange Photography, found that flipping through a photo album consistently improved moods by up to 11%. Wow. And digital photos work just as well, so you don't have to lug around a big book. Uh, you can just pull out your phone and flip through pictures, and your mood will increase. Or you can get one of those uh, electronic photo frames that, that just, just wrote slides so, so you have the photo you have the photo i'm going all the time so you'll never be in a bad mood 11 percent increase every that's time right. you look at it so i think that's easy to do and something that's uh sure. worth keeping in mind uh, i'm going to rip through these next ones pretty quick but uh, number five is chew gum hmm. a study published in psychiatry and clinical neurosciences found that chewing flavored gum can trigger a state of relaxed concentration Wow. Similar to that of monks who practice Zen meditation, peppermint flavor, for some reason, specifically increased cognitive function and was found to have a mentally relaxing effect. Wow, so having amazing. a bad day, throw in a stick of gum. Number six, I think you like this one, Jeff. Kiss. Yeah, well, it depends on <laughs> whom, but yes. <laughs> in addition to causing a release of oxytocin, which we just talked about, kissing is a great way to get a rush of dopamine the feel-good chemical that has you walking on cloud nine oh, yeah. in the beginning stages of a relationship. With, so, With that sweetheart, it works. This is important. If you've got someone that you can lock lips with. Yes. If you've got someone. Don't, don't do strangers. Not, strangers, probably not it the best. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. May not, may not brighten your day or their day either, <laughs> but a smooch might be just what the doctor ordered. That's true. Number seven, get outside. I know you love oh, to go love outside that. and yep. hike. Getting Outside for a walk can increase creativity, and being creative can improve your mood. Sunlight also provides exposure to vitamin D, which can alleviate seasonal depression. In addition, mm -hmm. a walk can lower stress. Yep. When it's all said and done, getting outside is a great way to cheer yourself up if you're feeling down. And the last one is to exercise. Yeah. Now, Jeff, you've heard of the, the phrase, a runner's high. Yep. Have you ever experienced Never. that? Never. Okay. <laughs> You'd have to run to do that. <laughs> When you run, you get a rush of endorphins, uh, and, and and that's that's true. That's scientifically proven. It's not a myth. Yeah, but see, do you I, believe it? But I have asthma, so oh, I'm, I'm okay. just trying to breathe when I run. All right, so there's a problem. I'm kind there, of focused on breathing. Yeah. They have found that more vigorous exercise guarantees a bigger rush, though. So you might consider sprinting in spurts. Fortunately, even milder forms of exercise, like walking around the block, mm. can improve your mood, according to the Mayo Clinic. So you don't have to gear up and make a whole production of it. Just get outside. Get a little bit of exercise in, and you can turn your mood around. Did you say anything about jumping on the trampoline with your grandkids? They didn't specifically, but I know that that works okay, as well. Because it, it makes me feel good when I'm doing that. Yeah, so yeah. I know. I don't, I don't have grandkids, but I've spent a lot of time on a trampoline, patient, and I never come. left the trampoline not feeling better. That's true. All so right. there you go. If you're having a bad day, there's lots of things that you can do to turn yourself around and get back on track. There's one thing you left out. What's you that? can listen to this radio show. You can listen. Especially to with the, our next guest. The Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life with our next guest being a repeat guest uh, and a, a, a great friend of the Active Life and the Huntsman World Senior Games, Hannah Rothland. Hannah is a kinesiologist and a mind-body specialist at the Live Well Center at Dixie Regional Medical Center. She is a certified fall-proof balance and mobility specialist and is especially interested in the field of inner wellness and mindfulness. And I'm interested, Hannah, first of all, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for being back with us on the show. I'm interested on your take on some of these things. You've got a kind of a mindfulness and a mind-body uh, expertise. Did any of those things ring true to you? Absolutely. It was 
fabulous to hear you speak about the research about how to turn your day around. Turn your mood around, right? And all of the things, many of the things that you spoke about, um, I can connect to research and mindfulness also. So uh, you think that those are those are valid, legitimate, honest-to-goodness, tried-and-true methods that can turn people's day around? Absolutely. Uh, you referred to the research that's been done on it. So it's not just a guesstimate. We actually see how the brain changes and how the physiology changes in people with the increase of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin. So you're right on. Awesome. Awesome. I feel like uh, these are all things that we could apply. And, uh, you know, if ever I have a bad day, Jeff, I'm coming in for a hug. So we get oh, ready. Okay, but get ready. I, 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 I'm I, giving I, you a fair warning. Just I'm an get equal ready. opportunity hugger. I'm just trying to say I'm an equal <laughs> opportunity hugger. I hug men and women. Okay. Well, it's a good thing for you. It is. Hannah, once again, we're glad that you're here with us. Uh, today, we want to talk a little bit about mindfulness, which I know is an area of your expertise as well. Um, take a minute and define for us what is mindfulness and how it relates to overall health and wellness. Well, mindfulness is um, a concept that has really risen into the mainstream research and publicity. I'm sure most people are now very familiar with this idea and concept of mindfulness. But there is a, a definition of mindfulness about being able to focus our attention on one particular area, being able to let go of the past and the future, and just being in the moment. I like that. Okay. I like that. So many of us have a problem with, with that. We're so worried about what has happened or what might happen that we can't be when it's happening. Well, we talk a lot about uh, depression and anxiety these days as well, and, mm -hmm. and, and rightfully so. I'm glad that we're addressing some of these mental health issues. Depression generally tends to be uh, the inability to let go of what's happened in the past, and anxiety is just you know a fear of the future. And if you can let those two things go and just focus in on the now, it seems like you're going to be better off, right? Absolutely. It's a really important quality and skill to be able to be able to be in the moment. And research has shown that it can really help with fear and anxiety and depression. I love how you mentioned that, that it is a skill because it is something that you can work on, that you can practice, and that as you get better at it, you get more benefits from it. And it's something that's, that's worth spending time on, right? Absolutely. And, and there has been a tremendous amount of research about how mindfulness and meditation can actually changes the brain. And we can strengthen our ability to focus. It helps with memory, emotional stability, and it actually shrinks the part of the brain, which is the fight or flight mechanisms called the amygdala. Wow. And so that being in the past, being in the future, having worry, doubt, fear, we can actually improve, have less of that and more confidence in the moment and the future. Now, when you say shrink it, do you mean it physically gets smaller or its impact on the, on the rest of the mind gets smaller? No, uh, the good, good question there, Jeff. Uh, research has shown, because when we look at an MRI of the brain, we can see the, it's called cortical thickening, which is basically the conscious part of our brain. And the amygdala is part of the old brain. So imagine the thickness and density of our conscious brain becoming stronger. And the amygdala, imagine it's kind of like a walnut. It's an organ in the brain that is the fight or flight. So we can see that actually shrink 
and we can see the density of our prefrontal and frontal lobes actually get thicker. Wow, that, that's, that's fascinating to me. That's really cool. So again, a skill worth developing. Absolutely. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with mindfulness specialist Hannah Rothland. So Hannah, we've talked a little bit about how important mindfulness can be. Um, what are some mindfulness exercises or activities that anyone could do that would give them the benefits of living in the moment? Well, there's a, a variety of things that you can do to practice mindfulness. One way is just as we go through our day, eyes open, activities that we normally do, to be in the present moment, to notice if you're washing the dishes, just be there. Or if you're driving your car, just be right there. Especially that, if you're important. driving yes. your car. You don't want to be looking at the rearview mirror saying, where did that bridge come from? <laughs> now, now, that's a way just going through our day, be where you are. And then more formal ways or practice ways are deep breathing exercises. Practice one minute a day, maybe sitting down in a comfortable chair and closing your eyes and just do deep breathing and relax. And then there's more specific things that you can do for longer. Imagine going to the inner gym. The inner gym. What? Explain the inner gym. <laughs> so that so the inner gym is like when we're talking about exercise, we need to do things consistently. And if we go to the gym, we're spending 10, 15, 20 minutes strengthening our outer muscles. Right. It's the inner gym is doing the same thing by sitting quietly, closing our eyes, learning how to focus on breath. You talked about looking through a photo album yeah. as a way to lift up and actually increase oxytocin. Imagine sitting down and closing your eyes and taking yourself to a happy place, a favorite place. And, and the brain responds the same way. The brain doesn't know if you're looking through a photo album or if you're actually kind of on a mini vacation. The brain and, and physiology responds the same. So the, the hormones are still produced and the, the same benefits are the same. So you can just imagine yourself on a beach, for example, and just really focus in on that and you get some of those same benefits. Yes, yes. And, and part of the research really shows that if we can activate all five of our senses when we're doing a visualization, sometimes it's called guide, guided imagery, but if we can really activate being able to see the colors of that visualization, hear the sounds, feel the warmth of the sun, and maybe even a aroma of that place. Yeah. And when yeah. we can activate all of those, the brain really thinks that we're there. Wow. I That's love it. Amazing. I love it. You know, I think it, I just I just have a, an epiphany. Those brain cramps I'll be getting is because I've been doing mental uh, burpees. <laughs> I was at the I was at the mental gym, and I, that's why I was getting those brain cramps. <laughs> Jeff, okay. you are hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to throw that one. That out. was a good try. A good try. So moving right along, let's. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. No, I, there is a serious question I want to have. Yeah, I've I've been told that if you're having a thought that that's troubling you, or if your brain somewhere shouldn't be. 
you do a sudden motion like jerking your head to the side, you can break free from that thought and, and change your direction of your thinking. Is that true? Well, sure. You or can... any sudden motion. I mean, something that phys- you do something physically to, to, to break your mental train of thought. You can certainly do a physical motion to help you with that. When I'm teaching mindful meditation classes, one of the often terms that I'll invite people to do is go is to ask themselves, notice, has your mind floated off somewhere to the past or the future? If it has, just bring yourself back to the moment. So we can do a physical movement like what you're saying, and we can kind of do a mental, mental awareness. Well. Mm. We, a lot, this is a lot about awareness, just asking ourselves, am I here or am I somewhere else? This is, uh, this is great and important tools that I think anyone can put into practice. And again, like we said at the beginning of the show, if you're having a bad day, there are things that you can do to turn that around. And this idea of mindful exercises seems like another very powerful tool I want to shift gears just slightly and uh, look at it from an athlete standpoint. Uh, you know, we we obviously are very involved in the Huntsman World Senior Games, and we'll be coming up on the games here in, in a few months. Uh, what are things that athletes can do in the mindfulness arena that might translate to success on the field of competition? Well, mindfulness and meditation is very common in the professional athletic area, in our amateur athletes. Now, what we want to be able to do, as I mentioned before, going to the inner gym, being able to focus attention on the sport, being in the moment. That's how athletes get in the zone, if they're right there. So practicing doing visualization ahead of time to be able to imagine your best game, your best event, and actually walk yourself mentally through that event or that, um, yeah, that event. Sometimes we might have had past experience with an athletic event, and maybe we didn't do as well as we wanted to, or we didn't have our best time. So sometimes meditation, visualization can help us let go of our past performance and really focus on the best performance ever. So your recommendation is that you don't have to wait until the day of competition, but you should really start that visualization process and those exercises well in advance. Absolutely. The more in advance we can do that, the more present we'll be in the actual uh, sporting event Again, most of our athletes, professional athletes, Olympic athletes, all spend many, many months, just as much as they're doing their physical training, they're also doing that mental training, relaxing themselves, seeing themselves doing their best performance. So it's equally as important in preparation for an event as actually the day of. And you alluded to this already, but this is something that transcends sports like it's not only for runners or only for swimmers anyone can benefit from this whether you're bowling or playing softball basketball whatever it is there are benefits across the board when it comes to visualization in in athletic preparation is that fair to say absolutely i think what i hear you saying is yes visualization meditation mindfulness is important for athletes but most of us also have lives. Right. <laughs> and, and anybody of any age can benefit greatly from learning how to do 
breathing exercises, visualization. Much research that is being done is in the, the health and wellness field. So people that have depression, fear, anxiety, pain are really benefiting from learning the tools to be in the moment. And more and more hospitals, medical schools are incorporating mindfulness and meditation in in their programs. And there's been a tremendous amount of research across the board. You mentioned Mayo Clinic. Mayo Clinic has a whole alternative division of the the hospital dedicated to mindfulness and meditation. And they have apps. They have an app on your phone that you can download from Mayo Clinic that give you some guidance. So it really sounds like any aspect of your life that perhaps you're struggling in, you can use mindfulness to help structure or, or, or uh, get your mind ready to deal with it and, and move forward from the problems, whatever you're having, whether it be athletic, physical, mental, whatever. You're right on, Jeff. So even in the area of facing something as stressful as a chronic disease, uh, mindfulness is something that can play a really important factor in helping get through that. Yes, it can. Uh, often, say with something like a chronic disease, we're often in the future uh, worried about the future and concerns, and the future will be what it's going to be. If if someone who's experiencing something like that can help keep themselves in the moment, dealing with what what's in the moment, we can also visualize the greatest possible outcome with a disease or something that you're concerned about. And oftentimes, the worst case scenario doesn't happen, but possibly a best case scenario can happen. I That's love that. Nice. That's nice. Now, you mentioned that there is an app that is created by the Mayo Clinic that can help guide you through a mindfulness exercise. What other resources are available to people, whether they're athletes or otherwise, to really understand and, and get into this concept of mindfulness? Well, there are a variety of online resources, such an example being the app from Mayo Clinic. If someone were to go online and just Google mindful meditation apps, there is a long list of them available. And also um, YouTube, uh, you can go mindful meditation, you can get music for relaxation, you can get guided meditation, and and also there are classes. Um, at the Live Well Center, I teach a class called Inner Wellness, and we teach the skills and it's been, I've had the class going on for two years, and I've seen amazing results for people on a variety of levels. And I would imagine that resources like this might be available in other areas and other cities. Uh, if, if, again, just do a Google search for mindfulness techniques or classes, um, how does yoga fit into this? Is, the, is that the same concept that we're talking about, or is, are we talking about something different there? Well, it's uh, it, it's not different. It's very common uh, within doing yoga. At the end of yoga, there's always a, a relaxation time. It could be one minute, five minutes. And sometimes people associate yoga with meditation. <clears throat> Excuse me. You don't have to do both. Um, you can do mindfulness and meditation on its own. But yoga is a practice of putting them both together. Awesome. Very good. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. I think you've given us all some things to think about 
literally, mindfully focus on. And, uh, you know, I think there's some great benefits there. So thanks for joining us once again. I think so. Jeff, now is the time to register for the Huntsman World Senior Games. You don't want to delay. You don't want to miss this year. You don't want to. As of this morning, we have over 4,163 registered participants. And a few of our sports have already reached participation caps. So don't delay. Now is the time. You can visit our website, SeniorGames.net, and register today for your choice of now 28 different sports. We offer 30, but two of them are full. Right. Uh, Once again, that is SeniorGames.net. Register today for the sport of your choice. The 2018 dates of the Huntsman World Senior Games are October 8th through the 20th. Mm -hmm. So you still have some months to get yourselves ready, get yourselves trained and prepared. But don't miss out. No, it's fun. This is an event that you want to be a part of. Once again, SeniorGames.net. Also, don't forget to tune in next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google, and Stitcher, as well as TuneIn and Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on pretty much all of them. It's easy to add us to your list of favorite podcasts. Just search for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. Not one. If you have an idea for a show or a question for us, shoot us an email at activelife at seniorgames.net. And Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day, I like this one. This is a good one. Today is a good day for a good day. Very mindful. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Bye.